All right, all right. Well, if we haven't met before, my name is Joe, and I'm one of the pastors here. Technically, this is my last message uh, here before we move to Vancouver. And uh, however, I will say this, Seoul is always going to be home to us. And so I got the feeling it won't be my last message. I mean, technically, if we come back for Christmas, I know, and uh, Pastor Jerry and Sharon are away. You know, you never know. And so there's always that, that chance. Jerry, right? No? Okay. Nobody's with me. It's all good. People are coming in. I know. There's cake, cookies. It's tough to come in on those Sundays to, to get back in. I find people are like crawling in after those Sundays. But anyways, let's get in this. Let's pray. And uh, let's tackle this. Father, we thank you for our community. We thank you for today. We thank you for life. We thank you for family. We thank you for friends. We thank you that every single time we come together, that when we open up your word, that you uh, breathe life into our lungs, that God, that you remind us what life is all about and what really matters. And so, Father, we ask that you would just uh, speak to us this morning, and I pray we leave encouraged, we leave uh, strengthened and empowered by your word. We just pray all these things in your name, everyone said, amen. So I had a question. Have you ever had a moment where you felt like God was doing something and you were just getting left out? Have you ever had that moment? It's like that feeling where there were people around you who are keenly aware that God is doing something and the way that they talk and they use their language to describe the way of interpreting events, it's like God was doing this and saying this to me and God did this, God did that. And you're kind of like, how do you know for sure? Have you ever had that thought? Like, I know people who talk about things like, oh, look what God did. And you're like, did God do that? Or was that like the earth, you know? <laughs> have you ever had that? It was like, was it coincidence? Or did people do that? Or do you ever have people just, they seem to have this sense that God is just doing something, that God is with them. And do you ever just feel like a little left out? You ever had that moment where you're just like, oh, I didn't make the cut? Or like sometimes even in our own lives, you can look back on a journey of your life and you're like, oh, this is what God was doing it, but you missed it in real time. Have you ever had that happen? Like sometimes, uh, even myself, I, I'll, I can get jealous. Like God's doing stuff with other people and I just don't know where I am. And then you read the scriptures and all these people, the people in the scriptures, they all have these incredible experiences with God. Like you read through the scriptures, like Jonah, He's running from God, which by the way, all the people who are running from God seem to get all the fireworks. Have you ever noticed that? All the people who are running away, uh, running from God, he gets thrown out of a boat, swallowed by a whale, and then spit out where he was supposed to go. I'm thinking, I want my whale. I'm like, like, I don't want to get in it or whatever, but I want, I want it to, just to come near me, okay? I want the, the whale to swim by me. I don't want it to like swallow me. I want to know that God is doing something, you know? How many of you know what I'm talking about? It's like Pharaoh, he's violently against God. Again, more fireworks, obviously. And he gets plagues, he gets rivers turned to blood. It's obvious that God is at work. And now he's at work, uh, he's at work in the wrong direction. And I wouldn't want to go against God, but I'm up for God to do some big things. It's like Moses, he gets to part the Red Sea. Uh, he, gets, he gets to part the oceans, kind of a big deal. Like, I want to part an ocean. How about you? It'd be pretty awesome. Be the best Instagram picture ever, okay? Wouldn't it be awesome for God to do something extraordinary that just removed all of our doubt? Okay, it's like, God, give me the power to split oceans in two. Well, maybe not technically, not the waters anymore, now that we technically have bridges and stuff. So, 
But think about the oceans and the challenges and the things that God could do in you. Don't you want that to happen in your life? See, the one that sticks out in, the, in my mind the most is the burning bush. That Moses, he saw a burning bush and it was speaking to him. And it was God speaking to him through a burning bush. So now you might be here and you're like on a journey trying to figure out who God is, who God is to you, what you feel about faith and what's your faith journey going to look like. Wouldn't it be awesome to have a burning bush so that it would, it would save you so much searching time? If you just had that burning bush any times you wanted, wouldn't it? It's like you're going through a hard time and you just feel far away from God. Wouldn't a burning bush just clarify things for you? You just go to that burning bush. You're at a crossroads in your life and you're like, oh, if I just had that burning bush and God could just tell me like where to go in my life right now, wouldn't it save us so much time? Exodus chapter three. Now Moses was tending to the flock of Jethro, love that name, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led that flock to the far side of the wilderness. That's Bible talk for he led them into the middle of nowhere, okay? And it says he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. Verse 4, when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses, and Moses said, here I am. But what's fascinating about this passage is you have this moment where Moses does something really interesting. And the conversations around this passage is that it never tells us when the bush actually took flame. It never tells us that the, when the flame started. It just says, listen, it says, when Moses saw that the bush was on fire, he went over to see the strange sight. It says, verse 4, when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, then God called to him from within the bush. See, it doesn't tell us when that bush started to burn. It just tells us that God started to speak when Moses noticed. See, is it possible that Moses had walked around, walked by a burning bush after burning bush after burning bush all those years until he had finally noticed it, and that's when God got his attention? Is it possible that these burning bushes were all around him and he had, he had not just eyes to see it, he had not had the interest, not had the eyes to notice, but God had been, may possibly been warming him and heating up fires all around him, screaming at him, trying to get his attention, but was only able to use words when Moses paused and noticed. So my question for you this morning is, are you in your life walking past burning flames everywhere you look, wondering when God is going to speak to you and God, and God is wondering when you're going to notice that there is a sacred fire in every corner of your life. See, in your workplace, there are fires burning. In your relationships, in your marriages, there are fires burning in your life. In spaces like these, that are, there are fires burning in those coffee shops you go to and those workplaces you go to and those meetings you take. There are fires burning everywhere. And God is wondering, when are you going to notice that I'm burning so that we can begin the conversation? See, in your life, I want you to be a person who follows God and sees him burning and sees him at work in every place. So here's what I want to do. Is I want to take this moment that we have together this morning, and I want to mess something up that we all have in our life, okay? I want to inject this into the mundane things of our daily life. I want to take this principle, this concept, and I want to take the fact that God is doing uh, things in our sacred life, 
And I want to introduce it into the boring and regular things of our daily life. You guys down for that? Okay, sweet. So here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about Mondays. Anybody here like Mondays? Hey? Someone's sticking their tongue out at me right now. Does anybody here ever feel like if Monday died, you wouldn't cry about it? Anybody? Make some noise. Okay. Like, Mondays are a thing. You get 52 of them a year, 52 Mondays. You just get them. They sort of just happen. But the actual word Monday, P.S., it's kind of weird that we name our days, isn't it, though, when you really think about it? Like, it's such a weird thing that we name our, our days. And in my mind, we could just name the numbers. Like, tomorrow is one. <laughs> Next day, two. <laughs> you know, that's all it is. It's just telling us the first day of our work week, but we name them. Do you know what Monday comes from? It comes from the phrase moon day. And so there's this extra O we just sort of dropped. And moon day was a reference to the time in human history where there were no calendars, then there were no iPhones, there were no daylight savings time. The way you told time and told months was by the phases of the moon. A new moon was when you couldn't see it, and that signified, signified the beginning of everything. And when it was a full moon, that signified that it was the middle of a month, two weeks later. And then you'd continue on until the next new moon meant it was the beginning of another month. So moon day was the statement that they had used to describe uh, in the seven-day week of the beginning, the start, the new beginning of all economics. And so now in many of the religious calendars, Sunday today is the beginning of the week. But in all the economics, the marketplace will open tomorrow morning and the new starts. See, what's so important in your spiritual journey is find a way to take uh, all of the big spiritual concepts and you inject them into your daily life. See, for you to be a person of faith, you have to have a faith that works every single day. For you to be a person that has a vibrant, alive faith, that only faith that works is the one that works every single day. So you have to find a way to take these big ideas and place them into a world where you're trying to stay fit, trying to take care of the kids, trying to go to work every day, you're trying to pay rent, and you have to figure out even how to have friends. And in the midst of all that, you gotta pack these faith concepts. This morning, I wanna mess with your Mondays. I never want you to have a Sunday rollover, midnight, and it becomes Monday, and I never want you to think about it the same way again. Today, I want to irreversibly mess with Monday for you, if I can. So when a person says Monday, I want you to think Moon Day, okay? But I don't want you to be the guy who, like, needs to correct them, you know? Like, I just want you to, like, think about it, all right? I don't need you to, like, explain it again to that. I'm being that person to you right now, but that's just enough, okay? Uh, but what I want you to do is I want you to never look at Monday again the same way. I want you to see it in a new and fresh way. I want you to see it in remembering that Monday is a day of new beginnings. There's this passage in 2 Corinthians 5.17. It gives us the same message. It says this. We were singing about it earlier. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is where? It's here. The old is gone and the new is here. This is not future tense. This is not something in the future. This is not... Uh, when you get all your act together, this is not when you've learned enough or done enough, it's here. That means the minute you connect your life to Jesus, God does this thing they call the great exchange. 
He takes the old in you and he takes the broken in you. He takes the sinful in you. He takes the dark in you and he kills it. And then he places new right inside of you in the immediate moment. The problem, though, is us. Because <laughs> we got this really weird thing called muscle memory. Have you ever noticed that? It's muscle memory. Muscle memory is you can be made new in God. You can be made new in Jesus. And then you bring back that old across your shoulders like a security blanket like we all love because you just know how it feels. Have you ever noticed that? So when you do something that's old you, have you ever had that moment? You start doing the old you. You do something that's old you, something that you're ashamed of, something maybe you thought uh, you were past this thing, something I thought uh, I was beyond this. That's, that's not God doing it to you. It's not part of you. That's you bringing the old back into the new that God made clean. So do you know what Mondays become? Mondays become days where you realign and you go, this is the day that I remember when Jesus made me a new creation. The new is here. And I'm going to let the old fall away. I'm going to re retrain my muscles to stay straight. See, it happens in two different ways. It happens in your life, and it happens in the life of the people that you affect. So it happens within you, and then it happens without you. Two separate ways. See, this is what it means to be a new creation. Have you ever made a resolution before? How many of you ever made a resolution, make some noise in your life? life? Okay, maybe. How many of you made some resolutions this year? Okay, all right, okay. See, a resolution is your soul's desire to be new. You might not even have a spiritual language for it. You just have a sense that you are not who you're supposed to be in the future. That you have this nagging sense that you can be better, that you can be more, that you can have more in your life. Those resolutions are significant to us as a culture because we as a society, we spend a lot of money and a lot of time every year once New Year's wraps around making New Year's resolutions because we all know society, we are not who we ought to be. We want to be new. But we, we know that resolutions don't work because you can't just force it from the outside in. When, what the new creation means is that what Jesus has done, he steps into your life. What it means is that when you pray, what it means is that when you serve, what it means is when you worship, is that you are inviting God to create new muscle memory in you so that the new creation is the one we all experience. That new creation is the one that all your friends know. The new one is the one we all expect of you. Because if you've ever made a change internally, like in your mind or in your soul, and then the people around you, they don't let you change. They like make it harder for you in your life. Have you ever had these people? You're like, I'm gonna lose weight. <laughs> and then your friends are like, mm, I love cupcakes so much. Mm. You know what I mean? And they're like handing you pancakes, just throwing you pancakes <laughs> and cookies. And you're like, guys, 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 no, stop. I'm on this juice cleanse. <laughs> but you're not anymore after hanging out with them. <laughs> Because they're just trying to pull you down, because they're worried that they're going to not get cleansed, and they're not going to be, so they're like, not going to let this happen. <laughs> you have to find a community, you have to find a tribe of people who move at the pace that you want your soul to. You have to find a tribe of people who are going to let the new creation that God has placed inside of you, that he's working on inside of you, you have to find people who want, to, who, who want that to come out, because that... Because what we don't like is someone who moves faster than us. And as a, as a society, we dislike it. We do the same thing with our lives. We beat up people who are too clean because we want them to fit in with the rest of us who feel beat up. 
See, for us, what it means is that we have to be a tribe of people who want the new in every single one of us to be what we'll be remembered for. We have to be a tribe of people who can look at each, each in the face and say, I'll forget the old person if you will. I'll forget the old person if you will. We have to be willing to let each and every one of us rise to the new self that's within us, that's inside of us. See, and this is what Mondays are for. Every Monday is a chance for you and I to realign the new self that we are going to be. But you might have had a weird Saturday and maybe a frustrating Friday and a terrible Thursday. And then you go, oh, my year's shot, which is why resolutions don't work because it's just too long. You and I do not have the willpower to change ourselves from the outside in over a one-year period. Some people do. Some people are weird, okay? <laughs> There's, there are people like that. They just transfer themselves. And if that's you, honestly, we are so glad. <laughs> we are ready for the new you every day. But for those of us who look back sometimes, for those of us who have a hard time, a hard time willpowering ourselves into being the person we know we ought to be, and what we have to realize is that we have 52 Mondays, 52 days of the year where we go, I'm going to begin again. I'm going to start fresh. 52 days to remember that God put a rhythm of the planets. He put a moon in the sky that pulls our oceans. It's so powerful. It changes its light into darkness and to remind us that it's a rhythm to our life. And God goes, I don't care what rhythm you've been in. I don't care how bad it's been. I don't care what you've done. I'm here to invite you to begin again. He says, I don't want you to stay stuck in that dark spot where you feel like you just lived there for a really, really, really long time. But every Monday is a reminder, a beginning of a rhythm that the world is celebrating. The world celebrates Monday, but I want it to be different for every single one of us. I want it to be a day where you go, this is a day where I'm made new. This is a day where I remember myself and I remember my muscle memory and I decide. See, the only faith that works is a faith that works every day. So Mondays, that's a day I remember I made new. See, that's also, see, there's also the way it impacts you, but there's also the way it impacts the people around you. See, there's this passage in Revelation 21. And then everything in Revelation is just so wickedly exciting, so check this out. Um, says this, he who seated on the throne is talking about Jesus. He said, behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Behold, I am making all things new. See, everything that God is doing on this planet is to renew, is to restore, is to redeem. Everything God is doing in your life is to bring renewal, is to bring a new creation in you and to renew the city that we live in, the families that are here, the careers that are here, the stories that feel broken and dark. God says, I'm here to make all of them new. Those stories that seem to have ended in despair, those stories of people's lives that seem to be burdened and dark, he goes, I'm here to make them new. That's what God wants to do on this planet that we live in. He didn't come here to get everyone just to behave. He didn't get everyone here just to vote for one party. He didn't come here to get everybody to do a certain thing or fit into certain boxes or just to look like each other. He came here to make all of us new so that we could join him in making everything new. See, when God is going to do something new, when he's going to make all things new, guess who he's going to use? 
his new creations. He's going to use his new people. God is, God is annoyingly relational. <laughs> Do you not realize how easy it would be for him just to like, fix everything just by saying it? He's like God. He, he, just, he made light, light by just saying it. Let there be light. Pfft. We've had light ever since. <laughs> he could fix everything verbally, and yet he chooses not to. He chooses to use you and me. Which is why God remaking you and me is so essential because our world is depending on us. The place around us, the people around you, your family, your spouse, your children, your future children, your future spouse, the company that you lead, the influence of the people that you, that you have on is counting on you to be made new. See that pull that you have to make resolutions because you know, you know, you know that you're not who you're supposed to be in your future, and you know there's more for you. See, that pull is a divine tug because God is going, I have more for you in this life, and I need you to be new because I'm making all things new around you. See, God is pulling you forward, and the way he does that is he says, I'm making all things new. See, what Jesus does when he steps into human history is he begins to redeem and heal cities, and people, and marriages, and homes. And he starts one person at a time. So if you're here and you might wonder, man, what does God want to do with me? What in the world would God want to do with my life? Like my, old, my little old my life, or big old my life. Maybe you have a huge life. You're like, what does God want to do with it? My space just doesn't seem spiritual at all. God wants to begin right inside of you and he wants to make all things new. And he wants to place a fire inside of you that burns so bright that everywhere you walk and everywhere you go and every place you have, your, you have influence, you begin to make things new wherever you go. See, God wants to use you as the one who moves with him to make those things new. So this is what Mondays are for. Mondays are days that you remember that you are being made new in God, that as you and God interact through prayer, as you and God interact uh, when you serve, as, as when you, God interact when you worship, as you and God interact when and you read the scriptures, you are remaking the muscle memory in your soul so that you are made new. But every Monday is a reminder that the arenas in your life that are challenging, the arenas in your life that are dark, the arenas uh, in your life that you have influence is a space where you go it's going to be a new me this week in this new arena. See, have you ever had a moment where you were like, I couldn't even possibly have a positive influence on these people because they've seen the other me? Have you ever had that thought? Or, or you have challenges and you go, no, I can't worry about being positive. These challenges are just really, really, really hard. I'm working on a job, I'm working on a career, I'm trying to pay rent, I'm trying to hustle, I'm trying to move, I'm trying to get all these things done. Do you know that all those challenges are opportunities for God to start something new in you? All of those opportunities are something that God wants to do with you, that God wants to move with you to accomplish those things. Is anybody in this room doing anything hard? Anybody? No, eh? See, but what God gives us is this rhythm of these Mondays to remind us that you get to begin again. Some of you are trying things that are insanely difficult. 
Some, you're, you're trying to, things that are really hard, either from within you or outside. Maybe it's a challenge that you have, something you're trying to accomplish, that you're trying to do. Band, come on back up. For some of you, it might not be as big as leading a Fortune 500 company. Others of you, it might be as big, big as just getting a job, or as big as getting married, or as big as choosing a family, or as big as you going, this is what I'm going to do with my career. Those challenges that are difficult for us. I want you to know that every Monday is a chance for you to go, I'm going to begin again. Me and God, we're going to make things new. You might be here and you have things in your life and you go, I'd love for God to make this new. My, my, my relationship with my family is a mess. My relationship with my job is a mess. My career is a mess. My family is a disaster. My personal life is a disaster. Well, I have news for you. If you're weird or stuck or addicted before you meet Jesus, you're going to meet Jesus, and then all of your muscle memory is going to pull you back to being weird, stuck, and addicted. And what you're going to have to do is use Mondays as a way for you to go, hey, God, we're going we're to keep making things new, both in me and in the world around me. So here's what I want to do. What I'm asking for you is for five minutes of every Monday of your life for the rest of your life. That's not too much, is it? No, it's not bad. For the rest of your life, we'll start with tomorrow. I want five minutes, begin five minutes of every Monday with a meditation. A meditation and a realignment where you go, this is a day that I begin again. This is not a case of the Mondays where it just feels like it's more work. This is not a day that I dread. This is not a day that I hate. It's a day for us in our life where we get to realign our spirit. And you might say, oh, I'm just way too busy. I'm not going to meditate. That's just strange. That's not for me. Well, you don't like need to meditate. I'm just going to ask you to, I don't know, do it in the shower then, okay? Take five minutes in the shower because you've heard it said showering is like 2% soap and water and 98% making life decisions, right? <laughs> Have you ever noticed that though? You go in the shower and you're just thinking about everything about your life. Take five minutes just to realign yourself to set it up for your life. So I'm going to invite you to take these five minutes because what, because what it will do, aside from all the neurological benefits and the physiological benefits of meditation, the scriptures reference meditation 20 times of the power of meditating on the words that God says about you. Because you have plenty of messages all around us every single day, plenty of things informing you constantly, constantly, repetitively telling you things, me things. But when you can meditate and allow yourself from the inside out to inform the life you will lead, it's a very, very powerful thing. So five minutes to meditate on Mondays. But since I got y'all right here right now, I thought we could do a little meditation together. How many of you would be down for that? Okay. So if you have something in your hands right now, I want you to set it down. Once you get really comfortable, maybe you have a coffee, maybe you have a uh, cell phone in your hand, put your hands on your knees, maybe give your phone to your friend beside you so they can hold it for you. <laughs> maybe you want to have your hands open on your lap, whatever's comfortable. 
Now, I just want you just right now where you're sitting, I want you to take three huge deep breaths right now. We'll all do it together. Just three huge deep breaths. We're going to do them together. Ready all in? Let's go. One, two, three. Let it out. Let's do another one. Breathe in. Let it out. Let's do another one. Maybe just close your eyes and let your shoulders just kind of fall heavy. As we go through this meditation, I'm going to read two passages of Scripture. And as I do, I'm going to ask you to visualize certain things. And there are things that are going to come to mind. What you notice when you meditate is that the things that are stressful for you will rush to the surface and alarms will go. Think about me, think about me, think about me, think about me. I want you to resist it. I don't want you to look at it. I just want you to imagine that you just have a broom and that, that broom is just brushing dust off a front porch. And I just want you to brush it away. Acknowledge it. Just say, I'll deal with it later and brush it away. Just do that over time until it's all clear. We're going to take five minutes starting now. I'm going to read you these verses. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. The new is here. I want you to pick any word from that statement, and I want you to focus on it and illuminate it in your mind. I want you to know that these are the words that God says about you. That the new is here. That you are a new creation. That the old you, that old you, the one you're ashamed of, the one you're frustrated at, the one that you're mad at, it's gone. The new is here. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Behold, I am making all things new. Your life, your soul, your family, your job, God is making all things new. Now I want you to picture yourself. I want you to picture yourself as the new you. The one that if you and God made a new you, that this is what you would look like. The kind of person you'd be, the kind of things that you would do, the kind of life you'd have. I want you to picture yourself. I want you to know that when you connect to Jesus, he says the new is here. 
that you is here, that it's just deep inside. I'm going to bring the new you to the outside. I want you to picture your life. I want you to picture your family, the people that you work with, the meetings that you have, your circle of influence, the fans that you have, the followers you have, the people who watch your life. And I want you to visualize right now all that God would make new if you and him made all things new in your life. What kind of life would you have? What kind of things would you picture? What kind of effect would you have? Now to close, I want you to say three times this one statement. Maybe you just want to whisper it or say it in your mind. Thank you, God, for making all things new. Thank you, God, for making all things new. Thank you, God, for making all things new. With a deep breath, you can open up your eyes. Five minutes every Monday to remind your soul that the words God speaks about you are so much better than the words that shower down on you, the messages that come flying at you to remind your soul that you are a new you. To remind your soul that God is doing a work in you and those resolutions that are just other words to describe that God goes, I'm just trying to remake you. I'm trying to make new all things in your life. And I never want you to look at Monday the same way. I never want you to look at the moon the same way. That every time you see the moon, you go, that's a soul reminder that God makes all things new. Every time you see the moon, every time you feel stuck, every time you're somewhere and you feel overwhelmed and you look up and you go, I just got to get a, a second look at the moon because it's my solar reminder that God placed in the sky to remind me that he makes all things new. He's doing it in me no matter how dark it can feel. I want you to know that Mondays are the days where you and I, we get to be the people who carry the fire, that we get to be ones who see the fires burning everywhere, that never again we would say, I thought God was doing something, I just missed out on it. That we would never be the people who felt like we were just waiting for God to move in our life, but we would be the ones who go, I see a fire burning bright. He burns it bright in me every single Monday morning. And if my fire is dwindled on Thursday or Friday or a Saturday or I had a weird weekend, Monday is a day I begin again. So if you're here and you might be in the category of people who are hard on yourself, I want that to stop today. That every Monday, it doesn't matter what week you've had, what month you've had, life you've had, that every Monday morning is a day where you go, I begin again. I'm starting fresh, I'm starting over, I'm beginning again. If you're here and you have a relationship and you're, you're at each other all the time, you got a lot of conflict, someone maybe you're dating, maybe somebody you're friends with, somebody that you live with, somebody you're in a relationship, make a covenant together and go, hey, you know what? 
Mondays are going to be days where we start all over. Where we will begin uh, again the relationship we want to have, the relationship that we must have, the relationship with the people around us are begging us to have. The Monday, it starts new. If you're here and you're married, in your marriage, the marriage that you want to have, the relationship that you want to have, the marriage you and your spouse want to have, begin every Monday to start it over and go, we're not going to bring up the past. We're not going to bring up that what was left. I'm not going to allow emotions from last week to step into this week, but we're going to begin every Monday. That we're going to take this big idea that God makes all things new, and we're going to make it real in our everyday life. Because the faith that works is the one that works every single day. And I want, and you and I, we are going to be the ones with the fire within us. The fire is going to burn bright, and the people who know you, the people who know you are going to say, this is a person who moves with God. This is a person who goes with God. This is a person who sees God. Because that fire burns deep. And they'll say, what is it? What's your secret? And you go, Mondays. <laughs> Mondays. So I know we've meditated, but now I want to pray for you as we close. I want to pray for your family. I want to pray for your career. I want to pray for the difficult challenges that you have ahead. And I'm going to pray that a Monday blessing over your life that it would begin in 12 hours. So if you would just bow your heads. God, thank you so much for this tribe. Thank you so much for the moon that is a solar reminder that you make all things new. But I thank you, God, in this room Right now, there are so many stories represented here. That there are so many people represented here. And we're desperate for a Monday. Thank God it's only 12 hours away. God, we've been desperate for Mondays our whole life. And God, in this room, I ask that you would stoke and relight every fire that has grown dim in this room. That every soul that has carried a dim flame with it, that God, that you would stoke and burn bright within us. And God, whenever it dims out, whenever it gets shaky, Father, that Mondays would be a day that we relight that fire. Mondays would be a day where we begin again. I pray for marriages represented in this room. God, that you would redeem and renew these marriages every Monday. I pray for the health issues in this room. I pray for the careers in this room. I pray for the families in this room. I pray for every person in this room with the sound of my, my voice who would say, God, I need you to make this new. And I pray that Monday would begin that new day, that Monday would begin that new journey. Together, you make us new. And together, we are making all things new in our world. I pray all of this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Ask us to stand. We sang that song earlier, You Make Beautiful Things. I want to close with that before we end with a blessing. Amen. Thanks, guys. Oh, I'll miss this community. It's been an awesome four years. Pastor Jerry and Sharon, I don't know where you are, but I love you. Thank you for giving a young pastor four years ago an opportunity to speak on a Sunday. First time ever I came in. I want to say that I love the leadership here. They believe in young people and they 
They allow young people to just allow them to grow. And so I don't know where you are. Is Jerry? Where? He's back here. Jerry, thank you for allowing a young buck like me to throw the ball. Or four years ago, you asked me to speak on Sunday, and I'd never had the opportunity. And uh, it's crap in my pants. But thank you for giving me an opportunity to throw the ball as someone who felt called to ministry. And it's been great. The best is yet to come. In ancient times, one who would receive a blessing would extend hands. If you'd like to receive a blessing this morning, Soul Sanctuary, extend your hands. May you anticipate the joy of moving forward into the future God has for you. May you have the courage and the boldness to toss away the things of the past and let go. And may God fill you with more hope, more faith, and more love every single day. Go in peace, old sanctuary. I'll be at the back, and I expect a hug. So, okay. As you leave this morning, if